you can join me in Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Tonight there will be some very familiar scripture, uh, no doubt, and uh, just a simple thought really uh, for this Wednesday. If you're visiting with us, I want to say welcome and thank you for being with us. And I trust if you're able, you'll come back when our pastor's here. I know that he would love to meet you, and uh, for sure you'll get some better preaching. Uh, but uh, in all uh, sincerity, he would love to meet you. And, uh, so if you're able to come back sometime when he's here, I know he'd appreciate it. The opportunity to meet you and, and uh, hear some good preaching with him here. But Matthew chapter 6, if you're there, say amen. Thanks for the water. I don't know. I went and got one because I wasn't sure, but somebody had one up here with ice, so I'll drink it. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> everyone say amen. amen. Any omis? Oh, Breck, you, you need to do some Bible drills, brother. This is Matthew. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, <clears throat> Living like there's no tomorrow. Uh, just a quick thought for us tonight. And, uh, but if you want, we're going to read for context sake verses... Uh, 24 down through 34, uh, but really we're going to take our thought from verse 34 uh, for tonight. Brother, it sounds like this is cutting out. I, know if, I don't know if you guys are hearing that, but it sounds like it's cutting out. So, it's good? Okay. I was going to say, if you need to switch to the pulpit mic, you can. Uh, all right, verse 24, Matthew chapter 6. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other, Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what, uh, excuse me, what ye shall put on, is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, taking... Uh, thought can add one cubit unto his stature. I can't. I've thought about it a lot. Uh, verse 28, And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow was cast into the oven, shall he not... Uh, much more clothe you, O ye of little faith. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall... Uh, take thought for the things of itself, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Father, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to gather together uh, with the people of God tonight. And we just pray that you would bless uh, the preaching. Lord, be with the teen class and Lord, uh, and be with me this evening. I pray that you'd hide me behind the cross, Lord, and that you would use your word to speak to each and every heart. Uh, bless our pastor and Miss Adrian as they're away. We pray that you just give them safety and protection. Lord, bring them back safely and refreshed, and we'll give you the thanks for all of it. In Jesus' name, amen. 
So we see here, take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. And it says, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. And I'm sure most of you, if not all of you, probably have heard the expression, he lives like there is no tomorrow. And it's typically uh, in a derogatory fashion that somebody would say that. Um, It means the person is wasteful, uh, potentially wasteful of their health, their wealth, um, their loved ones, or his reputation, or her reputation. They just kind of waste things. Uh, It typically means that they spend everything now and have nothing left for the future. So oftentimes we use it in a derogatory term. Uh, uh, James Dean said this, Live fast, die young, and leave a pretty corpse. Not a whole lot of value in that. Uh, and if you're familiar with how he died and his age, he certainly fulfilled that philosophy in his life. He died at 24, something like that, I believe. And, and uh, so we ought to be careful uh, that we don't just live in the now in that context. But tonight I'm going to talk about living in the now and not... Or and living like there is no tomorrow, uh, in a spiritual sense. Proverbs chapter twenty-one verse twenty says this: "There is treasure to be desired, and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man spendeth it up." So there it again. Oftentimes we talk about that derogatory sense, or or being unwise, if you will. Luke fifteen thirteen says this: "And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his subs." substance with riotous living. And of course, you know the story of the prodigal son. And so oftentimes we think of it as a bad thing to live in the now and to use it up. And it really is in that context, but I want to look at it from a little bit different perspective. Uh, You may not have a tomorrow. You may not have that. So the thought tonight is live like there is no tomorrow. Uh, we need to deal with some things right away. Uh, human nature is to procrastinate, some more than others. But to some extent, I think all of us are, are always willing to put some things off. Uh, Brother Long made mention of that, and as I prepare to uh, leave here soon in a couple weeks, and uh, my list is very long and my days are, are very short, and I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get it all done, and I want to do some things with the boys and kind of pack some, some recreation in there, and it's just like there's not enough days before the Air Force says, hey, here's an airplane for you to ride. Uh, but listen, the reality is we might not have tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> there is a sense in which we should live as though we do not have another chance to do the right thing. We need to do right now. Uh, not later, not put things off. Uh, <clears throat> we should indeed live as if there is no tomorrow in that sense. Uh, don't delay doing the right thing. And so I would say there is no tomorrow for your salvation. And I know this is the Wednesday night crowd, and typically we would think that the Wednesday night crowd is uh, made up of professing uh, born-again Christians, but that not, is not necessarily the case. Uh, I've heard of people that I remember uh, as a teenager growing up in, in Spokane. We went to a church there, 
And uh, when I joined the church as a young teenager, I got, was baptized after I got right with the Lord and, and started going to church faithfully. And there was the song leader and the choir director, a faithful leader in the church. And I was there for a couple of years. And then all of a sudden he's announcing that he got saved and he was baptized. And, he, and, and so listen, just because you're here tonight, I'm not going to assume that you're in Christ. Um, and, and so listen, the, there is no tomorrow for salvation. Death is sure. It is sure. Again, human nature, we don't often look at it from that perspective. Uh, we always think that we're going to live and, and uh, we're going to be here for a number of years. We're going to be here for a while. I'm going to live as old as Brother Mac is. That's, I, got a lo- I got a lot of years left, right? Uh, but the reality is that might not be the case. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 2, familiar passage, for he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted in the day of salvation. Have I succored thee? Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Look at Luke 12, 20. If, if you have your Bible, you can turn there. You don't have to. I'll read it to you. But God said unto him, thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? Death is sure. We don't know when. But it's a sure bet. Uh, if, if you're a betting man, you can place a bet on that. Uh, I want to give a date to it. But uh, listen, regardless to how, how we may try to avoid this truth, the Bible is very clear. Uh, it is appointed unto men once to die. And Hebrews 9.27 says that after that is the judgment. Uh, it's a sure thing. And so, if you're without Christ, uh, today is the day. Uh, Now is the time. Tonight, in this church service. Uh, Don't assume that you can make it safely home to your your house this evening and and, uh, pray and receive Christ or trust Christ there. Uh, Don't leave this place. Don't get in your car uh, if you're not in Christ. We should live in the light of the coming judgment upon us. Uh, If you're lost, that's a scary thought. We may escape many things in this life, but it is sure that we will not escape death and the judgment of God. You won't escape that. Some will escape cancer. Some will escape grave illness, major violent car accidents. We might make it through life safe from all of those things. But the reality is one day, your ticket's going to get punched, so to speak. Whether it is due to an illness or an accident, or maybe it's just because you slip off because you're old. Right, Brother First? We don't know when that day is going to be. <laughs> Death may be soon. It's sure, and it, it's possible that it's soon. And for some of the older folks, maybe sooner than later. Uh, the reality is it's sooner than most of us want to think about it. I don't care what your age category is this evening. It's sooner than you want to think about it. I remember growing up as a young man and, and uh, <clears throat> talking to my mom and thinking, I'm never going to be 18. Goodness, I want to drive a car. I want to be an adult. You know, I certainly at that age as my younger teen years never even conceived of making it to 30. That was just like, man, people that are 30 are ancient. (laughs) 
And, and uh, Kinsey's shaking his head. He's in that, that category tonight. He's just like, 30? That's unbelievable. And, and, uh, <clears throat> but now I stand before you at 40, thinking that half my life is gone. And that I am possibly closer uh, to the end of my life. And I have less years than what I've already lived. And, and I'm 40, and I know that there's folks that have exceeded that in their age. Uh, but listen, death may be soon. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. Uh, it's sure, and it could be soon. It could be tomorrow. You might not have tomorrow. Are you living like there is no tomorrow? Are you prepared for death? Because death can be sudden. Uh, it doesn't have to be a long illness or uh, perhaps a long life that you fulfilled all of the things. I remember as a young person, you just think, boy, I can't wait to graduate high school, and then it's like, oh, you want to get a job and drive a car, and I remember 21 was big because insurance rates, or 25 car insurance rates went down, and for a young man, that's important. Ask Caleb, he knows. Um, they say, how much do I owe for insurance now? <laughs> but Especially when you have an accident on your record, but, but and then you think, boy, getting married, you think of all those things you want to do in life, and uh, but we aren't guaranteed those things. We have an appointment with death. We don't get to choose the time. We must be prepared for that possibility right now. Uh, especially for those that are not in Christ. It is of utmost importance that you deal with that today. Uh, because you will face judgment. You are under condemnation without Christ. Uh, when you think about the World Trade Center, 2001 and the tragedy, uh, just really mind-boggling. I, I know most of you can probably, those of you that were born anyway, it's funny because we have young people joining the Air Force that are born. And they don't, they don't remember it. You know, I was born in 2000. What? I was born in 2001. I was in the Air Force in 2001. So, uh, but I just remember though, it was like a fog over the whole nation, really. And I was on base and I was locked down. Cindy wasn't able to bring me lunch that day. And uh, that day is very significant in my mind, but when you think about uh, that unsettling thing and, and all of a sudden, just with really effectively no warning at all, those people lost their lives. Death can be sudden. Uh, it can be at any moment. Uh, and I want to remind you, but after this, the judgment. There is no time to prepare once it happens. It is too late at that point. Uh, death can be very sudden. Uh, for those here today who are unsaved, eternal torment awaits you with no escape. Uh, do not rely upon tomorrow to make things right with God. If speaking to your heart about uh, your salvation tonight, you need to deal with it. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Don't put that off. But what is possibly more applicable for the crowd here tonight, uh, possibly, is there's no uh, tomorrow for reaching the lost. 
You have lost loved ones, friends, coworkers, neighbors. Uh, we have a lost community surrounding us tonight. And uh, what we do for Christ must be done quickly. Uh, because death is sudden and, and those folks around us might not have tomorrow. So that coworker that you've been waiting to witness to, the Holy Spirit has been burdening you uh, and been saying, hey, witness to this individual. Share Christ with this person and you, you've put it off. Oh, maybe another day. Uh, maybe tomorrow, perhaps. Uh, that individual, even if you have tomorrow, may not have tomorrow. We had a coworker of mine the other day. Uh, we all went home as normal at the end of the duty day, and he wasn't there the next morning. It's like it was a civilian. I was like, "Where is he?" And he was in the hospital. He had appendicitis. He survived. He's healthy now, uh, but he had no idea that was going to happen. We have another man that uh, woke up the other day and uh, to the news that his dad had a heart attack, unexpected. His dad passed away. Uh, I think I I have three people on emergency leave right now that that work under me. And and listen, uh, time is running out to reach those around us. If the Holy Spirit's burdened somebody on your heart, you need to deal with that. Luke 16 and verse 27 and 28 says this, Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. The rich man there, when he gets to that place of torment, it was an urgent matter that a messenger would go to his family, to those that he loved. He didn't want any time to be wasted. And we know the story and and the gulf that was there. And and we're told that if they won't listen to the prophets and those things that they already have, uh, they're not going to hear but... But the reality is, uh, folks may not have another opportunity. So the opportunities that that we bypass when the Spirit leads us, that could be their last opportunity. And as you'll see here in a moment, I believe we'll be held accountable for those things. Uh, There will be regret if someone dies. Lost, uh, if someone dies lost that we neglected to reach, or at least just do our part and sow the seed, right? We can't determine their decisions, uh, so don't misunderstand me tonight. But, but if we uh, don't do our part after the Holy Spirit has prodded us and, and convicted us and, and urged us to share the gospel with that, peop- that person or those people, if we don't do our part, and they don't have their tomorrow, we're going to have regret. Uh, No doubt. Just as it will be too late for someone to trust Christ and to be saved, it will be too late for us to reach them. God explained the magnitude of our responsibility to warn others. I know you guys are familiar with many of these verses tonight, but I I just want to remind you of Ezekiel chapter 33, verses 7 and 8. So thou, O son of man... I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them from me. When I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die. If thou dost not speak to warn the wicked from his way, 
That wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. I believe we will be held responsible to a certain extent when we resist the Holy Spirit's urging to share the gospel. I believe we'll be held responsible. We will give an account at judgment time, I believe, for that. It's their sin that has condemned them. I understand that, but I believe we will be held accountable to some extent on why we did not do what the Lord has asked us to do. Really, what the Lord has commanded us to do. To share the gospel with them. We have been given a task to go into all the world and to preach the gospel. If we fail to be obedient, the consequences are eternal. They're eternal consequences. Are you doing your part this evening? Are you faithful and obedient to the Holy Spirit's leading? when He does prick your heart to share the gospel. And praise God for the outreach that we've started and, and, and the opportunity to, to, to sow the seed amongst our community. Uh, but listen, I think we can make a greater impact in our community if we would get serious about doing it individually and those people that we're in contact with every day. They see our testimony. Uh, I trust and I hope and I pray that your testimony is honoring to the Lord. It's hard to witness when it's not. Oftentimes we aren't able to witness because we aren't living the, the way that we ought to. And listen, nobody's perfect. We all get better. But listen, there's nothing wrong with apologizing to somebody at work. Uh, it will help build your testimony. They will understand that you're uh, trying to do the right thing. Uh, and they'll understand that you're, you're not perfect, especially when times get rough. They'll, they'll understand that. But listen, there's also rejoicing. When we do reach people, perhaps when we do reach someone today, uh, Jesus exclaimed this during his ministry. It is important that we keep uh, this perspective when we encounter those that need to be saved. The only thing uh, <clears throat> that really is, is worth uh, doing and that's really going to matter in heaven and in eternity is what we've done for God. And the Word of God tells us, Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Uh, and Psalm 126 and verse 6 says we can come rejoicing, bringing our sheaves. And so when we are obedient and we do do the right thing, and, and if you've ever led somebody to Christ, you know that experience. There's no greater joy, really, than to, to, to be in the presence when somebody receives Christ. And, and so there's some rejoicing there. And finally tonight, I want to just make some, some thoughts on there may be no tomorrow for serving the Savior. In the same vein of, we might not be able to reach people, but I want to remind you of Joshua 24, 15. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day. Don't think about it and ponder it for a week. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Uh, this day, uh, we need to get busy this day. First Chronicles 29 verse 5, The gold for things of gold and the silver for things of silver and for all manner of works to be made by the hands of the artificers. Look what the last part of this verse says. And who then 
is willing to consecrate his service this day unto the Lord. Tonight, I'm just talking to you about the urgency of doing the right thing now. In this moment, you can't control what you neglected to do right earlier today, earlier this week. All you can do is do the right thing now. Uh, Consecrate yourself to the Lord's service now, tonight. Let's adjust today's plan to serve God. Today. Don't wait. Don't put it off. Priorities. What's important to us? Those things that we do when we spend our time and we focus on, those are the priorities. And it's very revealing sometimes. As I prepare to leave once again, some of the things I'm accomplishing, I was feeling guilty about today. There were recreational things. I thought there were so many other things I could do, but excuse me. Those recreational things I want to do with my family. A few things in the house don't get good out. That's why. Quick note to my wife. If they don't get done, I apologize. There was an illustration I heard about a little boy that wanted a bicycle. Mom couldn't afford it. Sorry, we can't get that, son. Can't afford it. But mom was buying all kinds of fancy new clothes for herself. What are your priorities? And those are material illustrations tonight, but I'm here to tell you, what are your priorities spiritually? Is the lost around you and in your community and in your family the priority? Or is it being buddy-buddy and friends with people? Uh, what are your priorities? Our actions are, they speak much louder than our words. Oftentimes when we've been in church for years, uh, we know all the right things to say. But the reality is the Word of God says that we ought to be doers of the Word and not hearers only. Uh, our actions are going to speak much louder than what we say is important. We can say that serving God and honoring God with our lives and reaching the loss is the priority. But if we don't put a lot of effort to it, that reveals that it's truly not the priority. Good intentions will not excuse our disobedience to God. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Mark Rogers. He's a uh, evangelist and, and musician. Um, I, don't, I don't know if he's an evangelist anymore. I'm not sure if he travels too much anymore, but um, <clears throat> he used to be out of Alaska, I believe. I think he's currently in Washington, and 
in the Pasco area, but he sings a song, Good Intentions Are Not Enough. And those good intentions will not be an excuse at the judgment. Can you see, think of the foolishness when you stand before the Lord? Well, Lord, I intended to do this. I, I had a plan to do this. Lord, you know in my mind I was thinking about doing that thing that you burdened my heart about. I was going to witness to that person. I was going to do that ministry in the church. You know, Lord, I'm just waiting for the right time. Those good intentions. So then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. Those good intentions won't hold up. The day of reckoning for the believer will be the judgment seat of Christ. When you stand before Him, there we will, those that are in Christ will stand before our Lord and give an account of how we've used our gifts, our talents, and even the time that He's given us. All of those things we will give an account. Don't forget you're a steward. Everything belongs to God. Everything. Sometimes that's easy when we think about it with money. But time is just as important, probably more important, really. Time. You're going to give an account of that. You're a steward, and, and uh, the Lord is looking for one thing. Obedience. And I would say faithful obedience. Right, because sometimes we're good at being obedient occasionally here and there, once in a while. But he wants faithful obedience, uh, doing the right thing consistently all the time, in all areas. And again, I get it; we're not perfect. No one is. But are you honestly? Can you stand before the Lord today, if you don't have tomorrow? Can you stand before Him and honestly say that you've done the right thing? With your time, with your talents, your gifts, and your money? Are you ready to do that? Because the reality is you might be doing that tonight. Have we faithfully served the Master? There may be no tomorrow to serve Him. We must serve Him today. As we close out here, i got a couple thoughts for you or... Are we living like there is no tomorrow? Or are you presuming on the future? I can, you know what? I can do that tomorrow. I, I got next week. Now listen, that doesn't mean we don't have a calendar. Look, I'm looking forward to the men and boys camp out. That's on the calendar. It's coming up, right? Uh, there's other things I'm looking forward to. Some things I'm looking a little less forward to. The 26th, go to Langley Air Force Base and hang out for COVID-ROM. But um, just... Waste more of my time with my family so I can go sit in a hotel room with nobody. Anyway, sorry, I apologize. <laughs> but listen, obviously I get it. We have to plan and prepare. And, and those verses that we kind of opened up with, it would be foolish not to think about those things. But what I'm talking about is, are you doing what's right now? And are you ready? Uh, don't put things off. Tonight, if you've never placed your faith in the shed blood of Christ on Calvary, 
you may not have another opportunity to do so. Come now, come tonight. If we are not actively involved in reaching others for Christ, uh, we may not have another opportunity. After tonight. If you got somebody on your heart, call them tonight. Don't wait till tomorrow. If the Holy Spirit is burdening you, don't put it off. If we are not serving our Master faithfully with our lives, we need to understand that today we must commit ourselves to Him. There may be no tomorrow. I want to ask you this. I'm going to ask you this question. I'll read a couple verses and then we'll close. But why are you waiting? It's not going to get better. It's not going to get more convenient. It's not going to get easier. Obey God now. Why are you waiting? Romans chapter 13. We'll read these verses and close in a word of prayer. Romans 13, 11 through 14. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in riotous and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Heavenly Father, Lord, I do thank you for this night. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for this thought of not delaying to do right. And I pray, Lord, that each one tonight would do right. Lord, I pray for the lost soul here tonight, Lord, that you would just burden their heart. Lord, I pray that they would not leave this place without coming uh, forward and, and Lord, uh, receiving Christ. And Lord, if, uh, Lord, I just pray that you would do a work in each and every heart. Thank you for this evening. Pray that you'll be with our pastor. Give him safety and protection as he travels. In Jesus' name, amen.